0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Big Pesci Island Vibes. I am your delightful host, Michael Hopkins, and I have the pleasure of being joined today by none other than Ross
1: Purdy. Hey, 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 how are we? Hey, hey, I'm pointing to the... uh... The audience that i can't see right now i'm doing finger guns
0: yeah don't do that i i don't appreciate you intimidating my audience with your finger guns
1: hey i have a right to have arms that that's i shaped uh, like fingers
0: yeah that that's a kind of a sore subject right now ross but those things aren't loaded
1: are they uh they are loaded with charisma
0: Hey, that's what I like to hear.
1: As a foreigner, can I just as a foreigner can I just say, when is it ne- ever not a sore spot?
0: That's a good point. Yeah, you're right. What 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 what, what what's the gun situation uh, down in Australia?
1: Well, it it took one, it took, it took one mass shooting, and then a conservative government decided, hey. Maybe we need a crack down on some of these guns, and we haven't had a mass shooting since
0: well, there you go there you have it and and it's a conservative government, so what does that make our government very very conservative but i I digress we don't want we don't want to get into that topic that's a little sticky uh,
1: it's that's a little America politics we're here on the the pesci island right now am i am i correct that's
0: correct and there are generally no politics on the pesci island just good vibes
1: but joe pesci its namesake was famously like his whole bit was that he was a very angry man not necessarily not necessarily about politics bro just a lot of like he himself has been fucked over
0: that's true. He he is generally a cantankerous fellow, but uh, we're, this is Island Pesci, which is like his uh, alter ego.
1: Oh, okay. So he's like, it's like Island. It's like Island Joe. And yeah, then it's like, did... it's like Lethal Weapon Joe, where he's just angry the whole time. He's like, I gotta go to the island. And then he's.
0: And then he can sit back and sip on one of those uh, drinks that they serve in the coconut with the little umbrellas. That's right. Now, uh, yeah, so Ross Purdy, bring in the good vibes. That's why I have you back on the show. Uh, it's been a little while. We've been trying to get you back on the show, but it's it's tough to coordinate because uh, you you know you're you're all the way down there in Australia, and I'm all the way here in Ohio in the United States. It's we might as well. Be on different planets, right?
1: It's like you're from uh, you're from Neptune, and I'm from Saturn That's
0: right, like that book. Uh, men are from Neptune, women are from Fenton. You from remember Phaeton? that
1: Fenton? Uh, no, men are from Rust- women are from, wait women are from Phaeton?
0: No, women
1: is this women do fentanyl. Book? Oh. Well, yeah,
0: this is a Scientology podcast, as you well know.
1: uh uh-huh. And and who does more fentanyl than Scientologists? I don't
0: think anyone does. They they, they, they oh. they're the ones that produce fentanyl, right?
1: Scientologists? Yeah. Science, well, maybe scientists. Scientist, Scientologists aren't all about um they're about our uh, own little made-up facts.
0: Uh, no, I and thought it's... that Scientologists and Scientists were the same thing. I, I guess I was confused.
1: Well, I, I, you can go up to Tom Cruise and you can say, can you, like, you know, mix some chemicals together? But he wouldn't do it. He would just say, who the fuck are you? Now,
0: are you speaking from experience?
1: I'm very much speaking from experience. Because, Mike, a long time ago, I thought the same thing you did. That they were the same. So I saw Tom Cruise. I knew he was a very famous Scientologist. So I thought, hey, could you, like, mix some of these chemicals together and make something that I could sell? Not, not drugs, but maybe something that could be as addictive as drugs. Like some kind of potion or a... Uh, tincture. Something I can monetize and, you know, commodify and then just use to, to bankroll my various activities.
0: And he shot you down then?
1: He shot me down. He called me rude. He said, you're a, you're a jerk. He looked me in Ooh. the eye and he said, I'm a jerk.
0: That's got a sting.
1: He then launched into his uh, whole rant from Magnolia where he was telling off the interviewer for crossing the line.
0: Sure. Now, you when you say he was looking you in the eye, that must mean that he was on some sort of stool, right? Because he, he's kind of a smaller man.
1: Well, I'm also, a, I'm also a smaller man, so we were actually looking very much eye to eye, so it was very awkward. How tall are you? I'm like... Do you remember that Hanna Barbera cartoon "Inch High Private Eye"?
0: I can't say that I do. Mm-mm.
1: Well, I'm half an inch. Okay, half an inch. That's right.
0: Very small, small man. you need a special kind of microphone to record if you're that small?
1: Well, I have to. I have to actually attach the microphone to my sternum because really? there's absolutely there's absolutely no way you can place it. On like a a third party So to speak Where I'll be then able to reach it Like it actually has to be on my body
0: Is that painful Attaching the microphone to your sternum?
1: It was at first For the first seven years But everything after that's just been gravy Oh good I'm I'm, I'm
0: happy for you in that respect then Now uh, Ross Purdy uh, Matthew Ross Purdy If I may call you that uh you have your own podcast. It's a very funny podcast. It's called Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. Um h- h- uh, uh, wh- wh- why don't you why don't you talk about that briefly?
1: So Australian Australia, I don't know if anyone knows this, but there are there is comedy in Australia. You don't say. And I think it's just an American thing, but no, it is an Australian thing. So I have this podcast where I bring comedians on and I interview them in my own unique way. But then also sometimes I have other creative types. I've had I've had bands on the show. Sure, sure. I've had I've had musicians. And sometimes I've had people who are real characters. Like if you didn't know any better, you would say that there was improvisers playing fake people, but no they they're just real characters
0: real characters and with real catchphrases and uh and uh eccentricities um, real wants real
1: wants and needs
0: I see, I see uh, now, Ross, how long have you been doing this show of yours?
1: Uh, we just released the 105th episode.
0: Well, so... congratulations on that milestone.
1: One oh five. It's a meaningless milestone.
0: Well, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I'm I'm happy for you. Um, I mean that's a hundred episodes. That's probably about a hundred hours of content. Am I right?
1: About that, I mean. <clears throat> a lot of hours of content and two of those two, about two of those hours uh are you buddy
0: that's right yes that's right and uh he was mentioning that he has uh musicians and comedians uh which i've dabbled in both of those but i wouldn't i don't know if i'd call myself a musician or a comedian but uh, uh, you are a
1: creative type
0: a creative type. Okay. I guess I do fall into that category. So you, you, heard you heard covered hell, all your you heard,
1: bases. You host the podcast. It's all good. It's all great, baby.
0: Sure, sure. And I had a lot of fun on the podcast. So uh, if you guys are looking for another show to listen to, you should check out Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. Over, over, or around 100 hours of content that you can enjoy.
1: Start from the beginning. See see how the sh- bits develop. See how I really run the Joe Rogan bit into the ground. Sure. Let go, let go with it for about 20 episodes, then bring it up again.
0: No, if someone were to jump in like uh, around like episode 50, would they be completely lost?
1: Maybe one or two callbacks they might be lost in. But, uh, but overall, this is a very self-contained show for the most part. Gotcha, gotcha. We recently had did a series of live shows during uh, Australia's big comedy festival, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. That's right.
0: I remember seeing you post some things about that. And how how'd that go?
1: Well, it ended up being a bit of a ghost tour. Half of the shows, there was no live audience because no one showed up. But there were a lot of ghosts. And you can't see ghosts. And you can't hear them. But I felt, I felt their presence. I felt that this was a podcast for ghosts. No, are, are you a clairvoyant? I personally am not a clairvoyant. I did have someone on the show that was a clairvoyant, but for pets. Is this
0: one of these uh, characters you were talking
1: about? Oh, I would say they're a real character, sure. Okay.
0: Now, that that might be a good name for a character, actually. Claire Voyant?
1: Ironically, this was on the the same episode as another guest whose name is Claire. Really? (laughs) Her last last name is not Voyant, though.
0: Okay, gotcha. What? What Did you guys draw that parallel during that episode? or?
1: You know what? We didn't, and now I'm feeling like it's a huge missed opportunity we had.
0: Oof, yeah. I, I would go back and maybe re-record that one.
1: So maybe possible. just reconvene all sure. three guests. Sure. Get the one audience member we had. Just so I can slip that clairvoyant thing in there.
0: Yes, I, I think that would be the best course of action to take. Now, Ross, uh, you you uh, do stand-up comedy, am I correct?
1: I do, I do, in fact, do live live comedy. I don't, I don't know how much of it you would describe as stand-up, very.
0: Really? Do yeah. you do you sit down or lay down?
1: Well, sometimes I sit on a stool, but that's only when I'm like. Doing the Dave Chappelle thing of like telling the truth, you know?
0: Sure, sure. And uh, talking about how much you despise the trans community and.
1: Well, not the trans community, more of a trains community.
0: And uh, yeah, I, I actually have some things to say about the trains community. There's, as you probably heard, there have already been two trains on this podcast already, and I'm expecting more too before the podcast is over.
1: Now, trans people, I got no problem with. Trains people, though, Big they problem. can just fuck off. Fuck off.
0: okay. Shots fired. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm
1: sorry, Michael. I'm a I'm an edgy comedian. I'm sorry. Hey, it's, it's okay. People who use trains, people who drive trains, it's too much. I'm sorry. I'm getting very heated right now.
0: I know. I, I you're standing up. We're on a Zoom call, and he is. Uh, he started pacing around the room. Calm down, Ross.
1: Oh, no, I need, to, I need to sit back down and start telling the truth again.
0: Why don't you put See, a wet washcloth on your forehead?
1: Here's the thing, though. If there was, like, a trans person who went on the train mm-hmm. and, 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 and was a trained person too, that's why I would hate them.
0: Right, right. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're trans. It's the fact no, that they are No, nothing to trans. do
1: with their gender For or sure. their gender identity. It's, it's all the trains. Now, Ross,
0: do you have trains in Australia?
1: We do, and that's why I get freaking... Oh, God, sorry, Michael. I'm just... I'm just... It's okay. Sit,
0: just sit down, Ooh. relax.
1: Ooh. Why
0: don't you put your head between your knees for a minute and breathe for me, okay?
1: I'm sorry. Usually, I can use this energy when I'm, like, doing one of my sets, you know?
0: Sure. But right now, you're you're shaking so much. I don't know if we can move forward until you just chill out for a
1: second oh no it's just these trained people sure
0: no i, I can trust fuck me, right
1: I off i said it i said it again hey train down. people
0: train people you're you're on notice okay um now do you do you listen to uh the band train in australia
1: Oh, don't even get me started on the band Uh-oh. Train. Oh, okay, let's. Hey, let's... hey, hey, Soul Sister. What, what's another song they do? Drops of Jupiter.
0: Is that let's Train? It... I don't know. I, <laughs> I thought didn't they do that one song like? Uh, they were only freshmen. For the life of me, I cannot remember. Is Drops that ringing any bells?
1: Drops of Jupiter, definitely. All right, drops of
0: Jupiter. Now that she's back in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her hair, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Right? Is that how it goes? Yeah, it makes no sense. You're right. If they they called themselves, if they called themselves trains instead, maybe. Sure. But any band that decides to name themselves after a train,
0: Mm -hmm. no good in your book.
1: No what about good. songs
0: about trains? Like uh,
1: people all over the world,
0: join hands, start a love train. Love train?
1: There's nothing that makes me more mad. If you want people to love, don't get them on the train. My it's God, the worst he... mode of transportation that I can think of.
0: He is seething right now. He's taken, he's taken off the balaclava, <laughs> and he's gritting, he's grinding his teeth. To a this is
1: this is how you know I'm telling the truth and I'm not just being a character right now. I just took the balaclava off. Right, this that's how the, you know it's serious. Where the line's been drawn?
0: Sure, sure. Well, uh, I I I don't want to uh, I don't want to get you any more agitated. So let's let's uh, move on to the next topic, or rather revisit one that we were discussing uh, previous to the train talk. Um you say you do stand-up comedy. How how long have you been doing stand-up comedy for?
1: I would say 9 almost 10 years. It's almost ten a full years. decade. That's almost double digits.
0: That that's pretty good. And um what 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 what, what made you decide to get into stand-up comedy? What, what was your inspiration?
1: Well, I would say all the greats
0: sure we're Bill talking Hicks. Bill George Hicks. Carlin yeah George Carlin uh Joe Rogan
1: Joe Rogan of course of course You know the greats. He, also, he, he got me into podcasting as well
0: oh sure you, he got me into uh ultimate fighting and eating like bugs and uh pig intestines and shit that's all because of Joe Rogan
1: he also got me into being a supporting character on a '90s sitcom.
0: That's right. What was he on News Radio? Right. News Radio. Probably the least memorable character on News Radio, I would have, to, I would say.
1: I mean, he was in the cast with Phil Hartman and Brilliant. Dave Foley.
0: Yeah. Love Dave Foley. Um, have Have you seen the new Kids in the Hall?
1: i have not watched it yet i hear it's good though i hear good things about oh my kids. gosh it
0: is good the kids uh well let's just say they grew up <laughs> but uh the kids are still... all right oh sure <laughs> that they are that they are uh but uh yeah they they still got it baby they still got it now uh ross what 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 what's what's going on what are you what are you, what are you doing what what are you doing
1: what am I doing right now, or what am I doing just in life in general? Just with life in general. <sighs> well, I'm just thinking like what's the next move? Sure. What's what's sure. the next what's the next big move for Ross Purdy? Sure. You got any
0: side hustles going on, Ross? You uh you have an Etsy shop or anything like that?
1: Well, I'm actually thinking of starting one. I just came out of uh, performing my live show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. It was uh, nominated for a a festival award. Uh, uh, That's a big award. It's a big deal. Called the Golden Gibbo. And ever since then, I've just been sort of like, well, what's after that? What's after being nominated for an award? Opening an Etsy shop where I sell little pieces of cloth that read, Hi, I'm Ross Perry. I was nominated for the Golden Gibbo Award.
0: Uh, Now, when you say little pieces of cloth, what what kind of fabric are you talking about here?
1: I'm talking cotton, classic cotton.
0: That's pretty nice, but you got to keep in mind that shrinks in the dryer, so I, I don't know... Depending on uh, how how people's vision is, they might not be able to read the text after they wash and dry it. Have you considered that?
1: Well, if that le- if it leads to people not understanding, that's fine, because I had plenty of people not understanding how I got nominated for an award. <laughs> so if sure. they don't, so if they don't understand how actually understand the writing on the thing, that just goes hand in hand. Okay.
0: Where, where do you get these little pieces of fabric?
1: Uh, well, I'm just picking the fields. I pick the fields.
0: So you, you pick the cotton yourself, and, uh, well, I, I don't know what term you use uh, when describing how you make fabric, but I'm just going to say uh, you fabricate them yourself?
1: I do. I, I manufacture
0: That's actually pretty impressive. Now, do you have one of those, like, old-timey cotton gins at your house?
1: I will say, however, there is, like, no material that I can... No actual cotton that I can pick. So I pick flowers. So I use flowers to make into the cloth, and I just say it's cotton.
0: Sure, but uh, does it have the same (laughs) consistency as cotton, or can you tell that it's... A bunch of flowers mushed up and kind of. Oh,
1: trust me, most of my clientele. Once they've put it in the washer and it's shrunk, they can't tell the difference.
0: Okay, and and uh, how 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 many people, uh, uh this uh, clientele that you mentioned? Uh,
1: uh, me, Mama Mia. Mama Mia. Me, Mama Mia. Yes.
0: Here I go again.
1: Here I go again. <laughs> uh, here I go again. <laughs> so she's uh, buying
0: all these, okay. Yes. Well, uh, maybe maybe we can drop your uh, Etsy shop link in the uh, description for this episode, and hopefully get you some more clients to buy those little uh, pieces of mushed up flowers with uh, il- illegible text.
1: I will say the Etsy. Mm-hmm. I just dropped the link to my Patreon, and okay. then through there there's a link to my Etsy.
0: Okay, gotcha. We'll do. And and so your Etsy shop is behind a paywall then, right?
1: Yes. Okay. And, and I only uh, have I only have one patron and it's it's me mama Mia.
0: Mama Mia, hey your biggest supporter. And uh I, I was gonna say she's your mama Mia is also my only patron too. So I would like uh you to thank her on my behest if you would be so kind for supporting you know independent comedy
1: thank you thank you Mamma mia i mean she listens to your podcast so i think we'll thank her just on air right now
0: okay well i'll do it myself then thank you uh miss purdy mrs purdy uh, for being a supporter, uh, being one of the only listeners to my podcast, it it literally means the world to me. You're a sweet, sweet lady. Thank you so much.
1: Just remember, though, don't touch the kettle. Sure. Don't touch the kettle. Hey, that's don't like. The... Don't, don't touch the kettle, Mom.
0: <laughs> well, oh, you're speaking to her. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Uh, she needs
1: a she needs a reminder every so often. Sure. To not touch the kettle because it's so hot for her sensitive skin.
0: Oh, sure. She does. She have one of those uh, kind of old school like cast iron kettles.
1: Yeah, it it heats up, and her skin is very sensitive. So unless she's like wearing like she has to wear an oven mitt, you know, and but she never does. She never wears the oven mitt. She never maybe remembers she... to anyway, so I have to tell her, don't touch the kettle.
0: Maybe she could use some of those pieces of fabric that she's been uh, buying off of you uh, to pick up the kettle.
1: Well that's what I'm hoping, that she's buying all this so she can like, maybe wrap the fabric around the kettle and just make she... it easier for her to touch.
0: Sure, sure. Or, or to, uh, she could wrap up oh, train number... <clears throat> this is train number three at this point, I believe. Oh, I'm so, oh, calm down, Ross. I'm sorry. It, it'll Hey. When you hear a train coming, uh, I, I, I have a mantra you can use. This too shall pass.:
1: All things must pass, George Harrison.
0: That's right, and he was talking about kidney stones too.
1: Just call me the credible Hulk, because you won't like me when I'm train.
0: Of the train Incredible Hulk. I like that. the the uh, The train gets really big and green. How do, how do you piss off a train? Put a, put well, like a put a uh, a coin on the track. I would imagine would do it.
1: I usually tell the train you can't use the same bathroom I use because it's a. Train. Oh yeah, that'll and do it. It's, it's version of. The going to the bathroom would just be like leaking oil, like excess oil. Yeah, some I, trains have their own
0: bathrooms.
1: Well, I know nothing about that.
0: Okay, we. we
1: I, I I choose to stay in ignorance. Sure, we shall. Uh, uh, I'm sure if I'm sure if I took the time to understand trains, that maybe I have a bit more empathy for it. But I'm like for now i'm like no no thank you
0: sure because we we've uh fear and hate what we don't understand I as as a not just you and me personally but as a whole uh the human race
1: mm-hmm, the human race the human like, race trains don't love and hate anything because they modes of transportation so they have this holier-than-thou attitude, this holier-than-thou aura about them. Makes sure, me yeah. dislike it.
0: Trains are godless beasts. I think we can all agree on that.
1: <clears throat> oh, I a belch. Sorry about that. Sorry.
0: Oh, it's okay. It's okay. This is a belch-friendly zone.
1: Hmm. Well, sorry for my podcasts. But I know other people's podcasts might have different rules for belching.
0: Sure. Uh, some people then, don't then like do. it. Some people don't like it when people come on your podcast and, like, blow their nose, belch, fart, piss, and shit, and throw up and gag and cough. and But, uh, yeah, all of that is welcome on this podcast and encouraged. Um, actually, uh, my uh, my co-host, Dylan Beckwith, has urinated into a bottle on several episodes, and uh, the fans love it, you know. The fans really love it it could, it's it's almost its own segment. Uh, Dylan's piss corner. Sure, sure. We talk about uh, what what vessel he's peeing into, uh, the uh, viscosity and color of the urine and uh, the 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 odor. It's like a uh, deep dive into his piss.
1: Right now, does this segment also encapsulate like? the flushing of the the toilet or or does he wash his hands and it's wash the hand-washing part of the segment too, or does it just start and end with the piss?
0: Yeah, there's, there's no flushing because it's always directly into a bottle. He generally records from his car and, uh, Does
1: does he throw it into the grass and that's his process?
0: Well, we did have, uh, are you familiar with the, uh, famous comedian, Joey Coco Diaz?
1: oh yes that guy
0: sure sure we we had him on a previous episode and uh he was he was laying underneath dylan's car and uh dylan went to throw the piss out the window and it did it did get directly uh joey coco diaz's mouth and eyes and face and hair and up his nose into his ears but um so that that's probably the most interesting thing that happened with his piss after the fact on the podcast.
1: Twice, so Joey Joey Kerr was underneath the car. <laughs> he he was underneath like, the car, like Cape, like Cape Fear style. <laughs> no, no, yeah, he, uh,
0: we were aware of his presence underneath the car. Uh, he, oh, he was on okay. the show, and he did talk about how he likes to perform his uh, comedy underneath the car with a, uh, bass guitar. It's yeah, it's kind of a long story, but that's, that's, uh,
1: that's the story for, for that episode. It's already, that's gone. right.
0: So you can go back and listen to that episode. I think that, uh, I don't remember the title of that one. Our titles are so goddamn stupid, but,
1: uh, big pesky island vibes, Joey Coco. I'm sure if you Google that, it will come up.
0: Sure. It'll be, it'll definitely be the first result. If you Google that, um,
1: so so Joey, Joey Coco wasn't at a movie theater that you happened to be in at the same time uh loudly like loud loudly laughing smoking <laughs> a cigar
0: no no but uh i i did i did uh spend a little bit of time in jail and i did see him uh doing pull-ups and he he was just covered in tattoos so I, if that's the only parallel I can think of between uh, him and Cape Fear, and there there were really loud uh, horns blaring as well, or that kind of.
1: Do they have his own narration? That said something like, "Ever since I was a young kid, I wanted to be a Cape Fear." <laughs>
0: That's right because uh uh I believe it was Robert De Niro. He played the he played the titular uh Cape Fear in that in that film if I'm not mistaken.
1: Mm-hmm. and Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte's the guy you're rooting for. Right, but it, I I thought it
0: was confusing that his name was also Cape Fear because anytime a character would be talking about Cape Fear I was like is he is he talking about the uh uh robert de niro character or is he talking about a nick murphy character
1: well i don't think you understood that that's why that's why there were there was conflict between them because they both oh, had the same name and neither one wanted to change their name
0: i see okay so that that makes so much more sense because i i did watch the film with uh without the sound on i kind of like to challenge myself to figure out what's going on without hearing any of the dialogue.
1: Yeah. I mean, really well-written, really great dialogue. A, l- a huge chunk of the dialogue is about how I have the same name. And like, you know, Nick Nolte says, Well, I'm not going to change my name. My name is Kate Fear. I was born with his name. And Robert De Niro says, "Oh well, I was, I was born with Cape Fear. <laughs> For some reason, he sounds a lot like Sly Stallone. Sure, Sly.
0: Yeah, that's an odd choice. But I mean, I think it's uh, the general consensus is that that is uh, Scorsese's finest film achievement is Cape Fear.
1: Uh, Am I right about that? Uh, one of them
0: no, it, it's the
1: best. Uh, One of them? What about Jesus' penis?
0: Jesus Christ penis star?
1: Uh, yeah, with Will, William Dafoe, where you he, he see his penis.
0: Oh, sure, sure, he, sure. He's
1: Jesus, and you see his penis. But Jesus was Jewish, and if you look closely, William Defoe did not go method.
0: That's right. Uh, famously uncircumcised actor. And that's what generally he's... what he's known for, is his uh, foreskin. His
1: <laughs> <He's> foreskin.
0: Sure. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, anyway, uh, very good, very good. Uh, you you know, uh, what about that comic, uh, Bert, Bert Kreisner? Are you familiar with that guy?
1: Uh, is that the guy that goes around stage and he's shirtless?
0: Sure. Have you ever thought about taking off your shirt uh, while you're doing stand-up?
1: I have um been in several states of undress while doing comedy on stage at different points. Um, was a uh, a quite a critically acclaimed sketch I did with a, a sketch comedy partner years back, where I I uh said that I put a beehive up in my rectum to mm. protect it from predators. Okay. And and but now the bees are making honey, so now there's honey in my butt. So I show my butt to the audience, and then I say t- to the other character, if you want some food, you got to eat this honey from my butt.
0: <clears throat> did you go method with this one like uh, like William Dafoe did not with Jesus Christ penis star?
1: <sighs> Unfortunately, I Committed about as much as William DeFoe did. I showed wow. my butt, but I didn't have honey up there.
0: There was no honey leaking out.
1: No, and I think that's what would have taken it to the next level, you know? Right,
0: right. Oh, uh, I, I think that that is actually, you know the song uh, Sugar Pie Honey Butt? Did you draw any inspiration from that song? or was...
1: You know what? I wasn't thinking of it. We weren't thinking of it when we wrote it, but now that I think about it, it might've subconsciously influenced.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: (laughs) Parallel thinking, you know?
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: Now, um, Ross, uh, what's,
0: what's, what's next for you, um, with the, with your, uh, comedy career, what's the next step? What's, what's the move as we say in the U
1: S well, I, I I was wondering like what is next, so I'm trying to do this Etsy thing. If that doesn't work out, I mean, I guess continue on with the podcast. Sure. Uh, maybe try and make more like online content, like mm-hmm. visual con like visual content. You ever thought of making visual content?
0: You know what? I I was on a uh, hot streak of making. Uh, YouTube videos for a while. Uh, that was before I had kids. And while while during uh, my first child's infancy, when I had extra time, you know, when she was like sleeping most of the time, I'd be like, okay, now daddy can sneak out to the garage with the camera and make some visual content. N- nothing weird. That sounded sleazier than... <clears throat> than i intended but uh oh yeah.
1: no it, no it didn't sound sleazy oh good it, thank you it, it just sounded like you were gonna go to your garage and film yourself jacking it
0: well sure and that's nothing what...
1: not nothing sleazy about self-sexual exploration
0: well thank you for not kink shaming me on my own podcast i appreciate it Um, that's, that's, I always tell my guests that before we start recording, I'm like, I don't really have much to say, uh, previous to the podcast. All, all, all you need to know is that if you kink shame me, I will end you. I will end your career. I will dox you. You'll get doxed.
1: I do not want to get doxed. So I'm glad, I'm glad I'm so open-minded. What
0: about, what about this? Is this something sitting on the docks of the bay? Otis Redding.
1: That is interesting. Mm, Otis, I don't know. Otis, I don't know if "interesting" Otis. is the right word. It's in- no, no. It's very interesting.
0: You ever see Milo and Otis?
1: Milo, Eniopolis, and Otis Redding. Sure. <sighs> I, I don't. I think I heard that Milo died a lot <laughs> during the filming. Right, he died a lot.
0: Good, that's all I need to know. Now, I wanted to talk to you a little bit. It let me know if this is obnoxious, but I, I am just fascinated by some of the uh cultural differences between the United States and Australia because honestly, I, I don't know a whole lot about Australia. I mean, here in the States, we when we think of Australia, we think, uh, you know. Uh, dungarees, um, dunkaroos, mm-hmm. um, uh-oh, we got, I'm not even going to say it, but there is another, uh, high-speed vessel approaching, you're going to be hearing very shortly.
1: You better, that better be, that better be, that better be a tram.
0: Uh, it, it's, be, no, it's, it's a, it's a trolley, uh, just a trolley. It's a trolley tram? Sure. Sure.
1: Oh. Uh, oh what wow. Was what was that? Did you that? just ejaculate? In anger? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I do I the do same that. thing
0: when I get mad. I do the same thing when I get mad. Um. But uh, what what the? F- oh yeah yeah yeah. So anyway, uh, Dunkaroos, S- Dunkaroos, um,
1: S- Australia.
0: Sure. What do, What do you guys like to eat down there? Uh, what do you do you guys do you guys do a lot of meat pies?
1: Koala meat.
0: Koala meat pies? Sure, sure.
1: No, not a meat pie. Just koala meat.
0: Oh, just straight up koala meat. You guys raw. cook it, though. Raw. No,
1: raw, raw koala meat. Now, I nine, times, think nine, be... times out, nine times out of ten, the koala is still alive.
0: Oh, and my God. Get... That sounds brutal. But, I mean, who am I to judge another culture?
1: Hey, um, that's our culture, Mike. Sure,
0: sure. You now, you guys got to have some serious uh, digestive systems to handle all that raw koala meat.
1: Well, the thing about Australia is, and we don't bring this up a lot, is that we constantly have diarrhea.
0: Diarrhea nation. Interesting.
1: And here's the thing: I mean, Americans look at uh, you know Chris Hemsworth or Margot Robbie and look look at how look how attractive they are, all these attractive Australians. Sure. But would they be so attracted to them if they knew that they were constantly having diarrhea?
0: Well, I, I can't speak for uh, the rest of the United States, but me personally, that, that kind of adds to the attraction for me. I like that. I like that shit, literally.
1: Does it, does it like demystify them a little bit because sometimes because oh, sometimes sure. and, I, and i've it either grosses you out i find these two strong reactions when i i tell people that it, it either grosses them out or it demystifies them like say oh chris hansworth and margot robbie get diarrhea just like i do
0: sure it kind of makes them seem like they're more approachable like uh you know like you could kind of Sidle up to either one of them and say, "Hey, uh, I, you know, I get diarrhea too."
1: Yeah, we all have gastrointestinal issues.
0: Sure, sure. I I imagine you get a lot of parasites from all that raw koala meat. Is that
1: well? Yes, we have a lot of maggots. None, you know,
0: uh, just maggots or, or tapeworms or. I'm not sure what kind of parasites koalas have.
1: Well, see, we do have tapeworms, and it does help us stay more fit than our Yankee Doodle counterparts.
0: I see. Is that why Chris Hemsworth and uh, Margot Robbie are so uh, cut, as I like to say?
1: Yeah, the reason why those they've been to are so freaking hot. Mm-hmm. hot to trot is tapeworm tape tape yeah. tape,
0: tapeworm all right perfect well let me just uh, flip through I, I just I just wanted to mark down some of these I have a list of all the things that I associate with Australia and I'm just going to add diarrhea and tapeworms
1: People think Australians are very sweaty all the time because it's like hot and dry over here, but no, it's, it's the diarrhea. It's the viral infections we give ourselves. That's why we're sweating all the time.
0: I see. So it's not so much the heat, but rather just the strain of uh, having all these gastrointestinal issues.
1: But I don't know if you've eaten raw koala meat. I mean, it doesn't sound like you have, but It is delicious. I, no. It is delicious.
0: Well, hey if I'm ever in the area, maybe you can uh maybe you can take me out to your favorite uh raw koala spot and show me the ropes
1: well, I have assume an that I
0: assume the meat comes in rope form.
1: yeah, it's very ropey
0: I, I love food that's ropey, you know like uh like uh cheese sticks, very ropey, very ropey food.
1: Cheese sticks made from raw koalami? though. mwah, mwah, mm. chef's kiss. Mwah. Yeah, I'll, chef's I'll
0: take your word for it.
1: Chef's tongue kiss. You know, if you go to an outback steakhouse and look through their dumpster, there's probably some raw koalami.
0: Why? Why are they throwing it away? Why aren't they serving it?
1: Well, I don't. Don't take it from me. Take it with a gra- grain of salt. What I'm about to say, but. I believe it's because the Americans just couldn't handle the intensity. I see. And, and raw, uh, oh.
0: if, if I were to ingest raw koala meat, I, I think I would have to, I would be inclined to take it with a grain of salt. You know, Otherwise, I, I believe it would be kind of bland, but I don't know. This is purely speculation. You're the expert.
1: A bit of salt, a bit of pepper. Sure. Ooh. Sugar. Now you
0: speak in my language, sugar, or are sugar. you calling me sugar?
1: Just a bit of sugar, sugar.
0: Okay, good, very good. Um, now here's here's another stupid question
1: for you. Uh, do you have Outback Steakhouses in Australia? No, that's just something that we've um franchised out to other countries.
0: Okay, now do you have here? Uh. Our we have a chain called Longhorn Steakhouses. Do you have any of those in Australia?
1: No, we don't have a Longhorns. What
0: about Shorthorn? We,
1: we we don't have a Shorthorn. We have a, a, middle horn.
0: a Middlehorn. A Middlehorn. I like that. That sounds like a, a good last name. You ever think about changing your name to Ross Middlehorn?
1: I think think I'm in too deep with this whole Purdy thing at this point, right?
0: That's true. I mean, 105 episodes, people would be really confused if you changed it now.
1: Right. I mean, if there's anything, if nothing else, my brand is associated with not confusing the audience.
0: Sure, sure.
1: Straight line all the way.
0: Right. I mean, you're very uh, upfront. Um, Almost... it's, it's almost hard to find the uh, jokes in your comedy. It's, it's almost more like uh, TED Talks. Uh, it, is,
1: it is a lot like a TED Talk. I talk, sure, about, because... all, I talk about all the TEDs.
0: Right. Let's, let's go through them real quick. There's uh, TED One with Mark Wahlberg and mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane. Probably number one with a bullet. Um, Then uh, Ted 2, also with Mark Wahlberg and Seth MacFarlane. And that's it.
1: Well, I was also thinking of uh, Ted Ted Sarandos.
0: I'm not familiar. Is this some sort of uh, Australian politician?
1: Oh, he's the guy that runs Netflix, doesn't he?
0: I don't I don't know what, what is Netflix? Is that an Australian thing?
1: Well, Netflix, it's a lot like Amazon Prime. Hmm. No, you
0: know, okay, who, okay. Who, okay. I, I know what you're talking about. Okay. I I was thinking maybe it was when your internet's not working, so you kind of flick your router, see if that uh helps increase the connection. And nine out of ten times it will, if anyone is wondering.
1: Okay, I'll put that put that down, then. I'll put that down.
0: It's also a fishing tactic. You know, you get the fish in the net, and then you kind of flick your wrist, snaps it out of the net, into your boat, and, baby, it's time for fish dinner.
1: Right? Baby, it's time for fish dinner.
0: Sure, sure. Baby,
1: it's time for fish dinner. Baby, it's time for fish dinner baby baby it's time for fish dinner I'm hoping I'
0: get you to sing on the podcast I, I love your voice your uh, singing voice it's it's like uh it's like cutting hot butter with a cold knife
1: <laughs> you know what I mean I get completely what you mean good good Cutting, cutting, but, hot but hot butter with a cold knife. Listen to that. Listen to that Hot, voice. hot butter with a cold
0: knife. And this is what people can expect from your podcast, right? A lot of this.
1: A lot of, a lot of eternal singing. Yes.
0: Good, good, good. That, and that's what I like about you and your podcast, and why I welcomed you back to the show. I mean, what a treat!
1: I only took about 50 minutes.
0: Sure, sure. And, uh, yeah, I'm sorry again. It's taken this long to get you back on the show. But um, what a delight it's been. And uh, I would once again encourage everybody to go give a little listen to Ross Birdie Destroys Comedy. Very funny show.
1: Thank you. And after you're done listening to Ross Perdy Destroys Comedy... I would suggest you go back and listen to Big Peshi Island vibes,
0: specifically the episode with Joey Coco Diaz, where he does stand-up comedy underneath a car with a bass guitar, um, which rhymes too. Now, Ross, before we wrap things up, I did have one more question that I wanted to ask you that I just remembered. Uh, as a fellow podcaster, I was wondering if there was any particular person that would be your dream podcast guest. And it could be anyone living or dead.
1: Anyone? Anyone? Sure. Anyone? Oh yeah. Can they be fictional?
0: Mm, yes.
1: Okay. Uh, Bugs Bunny. Why is that? I think he'll just have so so much interesting things to say about. Luring hunters mm-hmm. and tricking and tricking the hunters, sure, eva- evading them, fashion tips, opera tricks, like tricks to trade and opera singing. That bugs bunny. I mean, he is a jack, he's a jackrabbit of all trades.
0: Hey, couldn't have said it any better myself, and I uh dare not even try. Uh yeah, that's good. That's good. I I, I would also I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody else that has some really good opera tricks. Maybe a uh, Fabriacci. That sounds like an opera name, right? Pavarotti. Pavarotti. That's an opera guy.
1: Pavarotti. Oh, that's right. And he's also quite famous for dressing up in drag and trying to lure in hunters.
0: Sure. And eating carrots. That's why his vision is so good.
1: You're going to have 2020 vision if you're going to hit those high notes.
0: Hey, I've always said that, so I'm I'm just glad to hear somebody else say it. So I don't sound like such a, so I don't uh, feel like such a dumb shit all the time. You know what I'm saying?
1: Don't don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to say it. And don't, I won't. Don't be afraid to say it. Twenty twenty vision helps That's you right. see the high notes. Say it with me, Mike.
0: All right. Twenty twenty vision. Vision. Helps, helps
1: you. I I'm,
0: I'm sure that sunk up really well over the uh, over the uh, distance between Ohio and Australia on the Zoom because make no mistake that we're in a Zoom and we can see each other.
1: Either that, all the disciples are just zooming past us.
0: Hey, and uh, the minutes just uh, zoomed past us because we are reaching the end of the show. Um, I would like to thank you, Ross Purdy, very much for uh, taking the time to uh, come come back and uh, regale us with some of your delightful tales.
1: Thank you, Michael, and thank you for inviting me. Can't believe it's done already.
0: I know, I know. It feels like we just sat down, but... Uh, you know what they say time flies when you're flinging dung
1: fucking trains all right
0: calm down ross <laughs> anyway thank you all so much for listening to this very special episode of big Pesci island vibes and uh thank you ross purdy and we hope to talk to you again real soon Any any parting words?
1: I'm sorry, I, I gotta go catch a train. Uh, wait, what? That's
0: the. I, I, oh, all right. Uh, bye, everybody. Ross has to go catch a train apparently. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, bye.